Mulberry Memories, Chapter 9. Deep. It is during this period in a boy's life that through all the stress, confusion, stupidity, mediocrity, and insisting on the idea that his acne really isn't that bad, that he begins to discover something deeper in himself. He discovers that he has a mind, a heart, a soul, a basic sense of meaning. In other words, hormones. Our hero, mm -hmm, Stephen, will likewise go through all the same things during this time. We'll let him portray it. Watch out, kids. It could get ugly. It was a late night as I walked out of the church. It was still the chill of February, and I had to wait for my dad to stop chatting with his friends from church before we went home. I, of course, am an excellent waiter. So after he yelled at me for pestering him to hurry up after he had been chatting for five minutes, I decided to go outside and uh, sit on the stone perch that they had next to the church. Meanwhile, Bridget was also bored and had nothing to do. I could tell because she came over to talk to me. Hey, Stephen, she said to me, looking tired. Hey, Bridget, was my clever comeback. Do you prefer Stephen or Steve? She asked. Um, I don't honestly care. I, I mean, Stephen, I guess, I responded. Silence. Um, so what's up? I asked, trying to make conversation. Oh, nothing. Just waiting for my mom to pick me up. She always takes forever, she answered, her explanation sounding a bit agitated. I, I see, yeah. My parents used to be so late sometimes, I was almost adopted into a monastery on a few occasions, I answered cheaply. <laughs> that would have been bad, she quipped. I was adopted into a monastery once, she said, continuing the conversation. By now, I was starting to feel accomplished. This was actually the longest conversation I had ever had with a girl. And I mean one my age. My mom and teachers don't really count as girls. Really? I asked. You should have stayed. I think you would have made a great priest, I said. <laughs> yeah, but I had to come home. My family missed me, she said, making a puppy dog face and then laughing. What is your family like anyway, if you don't mind me asking? As crazy as mine, I asked, seeing a pathway into a continued conversation. I was feeling very proud of myself for that. Oh, they're pretty nuts, she exclaimed. How so? I inquired, seeking more information. Well, 
not like really crazy, but me and my sister, we just start doing random stuff sometimes. I swear, we will literally like start singing duets out of nowhere. She continued. Ah, yes, her sister, the sweet and fair Lady Rose, whose hands held my heart so dear. She liked to sing? What a coincidence. I suddenly had a desire to join the choir. Nice, is what I responded with. Nice? What the heck are you doing, man? Brag about your own vivacious singing ability. Um, I like to sing duets too. But people just start looking at me funny when I sing both parts of I don't know much. Uh, the words come out of my mouth. You know, the words came out of my mouth and they felt like ice slivering down my heart. What was I thinking? That was such a dumb joke. She probably didn't even know that song. Nobody but me knows that song. Oh, I love that song. I heard her say through my inner monologue and inner self-choking. I stopped in my tracks. I wasn't alone. So what's your family life like, she asked me. Ice froze my brain. What was I supposed to say? That my supposed crazy family mostly ignored each other and really didn't do a lot of bickering? Or, oh, singing duets? I need to... I needed to recollect myself. Other narrator, this is your turn. Go get him. Uh, oh, um, I wasn't prepared for a uh, interruption here. Okay, Stephen. Uh, <clears throat> so this is his longest conversation with a girl. Oh gosh, somebody help him. I don't know about you, reader, but I have a feeling somebody's going to get slapped before the night is over. He was too young, our hero. Mm-hmm. Well, he's gotten enough stalling time. You're up, pretty boy. Uh, well, I said, uh, my family likes to debate everything. I explained lamely. Yeah, smooth move, Stephen. Thankfully, however, the rest of the conversation did go very smoothly. And me and her talked for another good half an hour, telling stories about our personal experiences and such, and thoughts. At the end of the conversation, Bridget said to me, You know, it's kind of cool to actually talk to you, because you're always so quiet at church and other things. But you're actually very deep. I was a little confused by this, but I decided to return a compliment for a compliment. Uh, thank you. You're very deep yourself, I responded. No, I mean, like, thank you, but I mean, it's just surprising with you. Because you're so quiet, and no one expects a lot out of you. But you're so deep. 
she said at that moment. And then her mom drove up and she had to go. Bye, Stephen. I'll talk to you later, she said, jogging away. Bye, I said. And then I looked up at the night sky and thought, Deep? Me? I wonder if Rose will think of me like that too. Just then, in the night sky, I saw a shooting star. I smiled and made a wish. I wish that Rose may always be happy, I said. I then got up, took a short walk, and I started to feel really good about the future. That is essentially the end of this chapter. But I do need to make one thing clear right now. Many people will examine this chapter and notice that it's fairly short in comparison with some of the others. Many would say that this is because the author didn't want to bore you, the reader, with many boring details about a very long conversation. The simple fact is that the author is just very lazy and didn't want to write the whole thing. Just pointing that out now so there isn't any confusion in the future. Thank you very much.